0: Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks, when they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS+. Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS+, Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS Weekly Stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers, and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch, and if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast and we've got so many cool projects on the boil, none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus.
1: Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think.
2: And thanks! To find out if it's right for you.
0: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories.
1: <laughs> Hello friends. Jimmy Harris here from the Night's End Podcast you want a delicious story to keep you up at night? Well then,
0: make sure you take the right door on your way down, as the others could lead to your immediate death. (laughs) Just search the Night's End podcast on all major podcast platforms and be sure to bring
1: a sacrifice for my things. Trust me, you don't want to see them cranky.
0: Today's episode of The Ever Stories is Rehabilitation Day. Written by Amanda Ellis and
1: narrated by Justin Fife. Automated doors clanked shut at the Penfield Maximum Security Prison, except for those in death row. The doors were rarely opened to begin with, and the noise of the doors closing was not welcomed by any except the executioner. But times were changing. The draconian prison model was no longer considered sustainable. Social justice... Became a thing, the buzzword of the moment. A movement began. The world took a solid look at itself and didn't like what it saw. Developed world obesity rates skyrocketing, starving Arctic wildlife, and rising corporate greed. Something had to go. Penfield became an unlikely place for social change to occur, but a prison was a perfect closed system to implement rehabilitation and maximize positive changes. The general population was the first to see the results of the warden's social justice journey. Gone were the days of endless hours in the weight room, drug dealing, or milling aimlessly in the yard, replaced with horticultural pursuits, art therapy, and the training of dogs for soldiers with PTSD. In its inaugural year, the pen and its residents had grown thousands of pounds of organic produce for the local food banks, held multiple art exhibitions raising money for the Sierra Club, and matched 15 soldiers to furry bundles of caregiving and comfort. Global news media descended on Penfield's immaculately groomed commons to hear the announcement of the newest program. While they waited, they discussed the inmates' artwork of polar bears, seals, and whales prominently portrayed on the walls of the correctional facility. The warden approached the simple podium with only a single piece of paper. Welcome, one and all. Out of necessity, the residents on death row were previously unable to participate. I am excited to announce that our newest plan for positive change involves that very place. No longer will the doors slam on them. We will begin their process towards their ultimate rehabilitation. He continued. With our newest vision of socially progressive corrections, no prisoner will be left ignored. For far too long, we have ignored those put in isolation. No longer will this occur. Those members of our society that have killed, done devious and dangerous things will repay their actions in full. We will focus on the reparations for their actions, and while they cannot be released into society ever again, they can still make a positive difference in our world. He paused as he reached the climax of his presentation. We believe everyone can make a difference, and our work here on what we're calling Rehabilitation Day will prove that. No more executions will take place here. Our goals are loftier than that. In just over a month's time, our first resident on death row will have his rehabilitation day. Although we cannot invite you to see this in person, the media will be sharing the results of our efforts to make the world a better place with you all. Thank you for your continued support. He has a great career as a politician ahead of him, one reporter murmured to another. He talked for half an hour and we still know nothing. Immensely satisfied with his presentation to the global media scrum, the warden moved to his officer of the resident media to record his announcement of Rehabilitation Day for those prisoners on death row. The pre-recorded announcement was played right after lights out. Residents were jolted to hear the piped-in sounds of wildlife that heralded the onset of the message. Good evening, residents. This is your warden. Here to tell you of our groundbreaking program, solely geared towards you. No longer will you exist in a state of inequality. For the remainder of your time here in the pen, we will all be working together to re-establish a balanced Earth. Beginning tomorrow, we will start in a good way on our path of making things right in our world. Rest well. Tomorrow is the first step towards each... Of your rehabilitation day. The next morning, residents were not awakened with the normal clanging sounds of the unit bells, but once again by the sounds of wildlife. Breakfast was presented with a flourish, an unbelievable bounty for those who had previously been neglected during the blossoming of the rest of the prison. Residents were not used to the increased volume of food, but didn't let it go to waste plates were quickly scrapped of bacon, sausage, eggs, toast, and fruit. Lunch and dinner were more of the same hearty meals. The warden was happy to hear of this. Excellent, he declared. We will get them fattened up in no time. Rehabilitation Row residents continued to receive an organic, paleo diet, were encouraged to eat large amounts of food. Unhappy with the limited threshold of weight gain, which soon plateaued, desserts and snacks were soon added to the menu. Exercise time was limited to almost nothing. The resident's day was now filled with calming environmental music, meditation lessons, and reconciliation circles via video conferencing. The standard orange prison jumpsuits were replaced by ones of chemical-free hemp in a pleasing green shade, with the same polar bear painted on the walls, embroidered on the lapel. The only decision yet to be made was to determine which resident would experience their rehabilitation day first. All members of the advisory group recommended the same resident, the one who had punched a hole in the wall when he discovered his bench press had been removed to parts unknown. "'He is most worthy of receiving the first rehabilitation day,' the warden agreed. "'I have coordinated with the patrol to identify the location.' The environmental and wildlife in the area are extremely sensitive at this point in time. This will be our first of hopefully many reparations to the environmental fabric of the planet. His R.D. will not only exonerate his deeds, but also those of us all. The week before our day, the resident was fed a carb and fat-heavy diet with no caffeine and only natural sugars. No exercise time was needed, replaced instead with extra meditation sessions and Discovery Channel episodes on endangered species and climate change. On the official day, the inmate awoke to the warden himself, with breakfast and an armful of new clothing. Organic silk naturally dyed with no artificial closers. The warden bowed to the resident. Your rehabilitation day is the first step towards our rehabilitation day, and he handed the clothing through the small opening in the door. He was followed by a trustee with breakfast, heaped on not one, but three plates. What happens now? asked the resident, wary of this unusual behavior. You will finish your breakfast, dress in your ceremonial gear, and meditate upon your upcoming rehabilitation, replied the warden. You will begin your transfer... And we are ready. The warden reappeared within the hour, and once again greeted the resident with, Your Rehabilitation Day is the first step towards our Rehabilitation Day. You will be escorted to the van in mere minutes. On behalf of the Penn community, I would like to thank you for your sacrifice to the greater good. Two jailers entered the row to silence. The chosen resident was greeted with the, by now, standard greeting, and left his cell in handcuffs. Those who worked at the pen were social justice warriors, not stupid. A quick drive to the local airport was uneventful, except for the gamut of media who filmed every second with avarice. They entered an unmarked plane on the tarmac, where another meal awaited. "'Is this my last meal?' Choked the resident. "'If so, don't I get to pick it?' The minders looked at each other. You are the last meal, one mumbled. He paused eating only when the media team scrambled aboard. The plane rumbled to a start as a steward dressed in military fatigues closed and locked the doors. After a flight of several hours, the crew landed on an isolated airport, surrounded by a wintry landscape and a bare bones military helicopter. One cameraman got some excellent shots of the men and women in heavy fatigues, removing boxes from the rear of the plane and placing them in the helicopter. Soon it was time for the resident to relocate to the helicopter. The resident shivered in his thin garment as he was hoisted up onto the bench seating and cuffed to a link between his legs. The minders from the pen remained on the tarmac as the cameraman and military personnel entered the copter. As the bird rose into the air with a clatter, cameraman removed his gloves to clean the fog off his lens. Tossing them onto one of the boxes, he noticed a rusty colored liquid leaking from one of the corners. The smell of iron filled the small space. He opened his mouth to ask a question to the nearest officer, who placed a finger against his mouth and shook his head. The chopper flew north, long past any evidence of human habitation. All to be seen was barren tundra, broken up only by exposed crags of dark rock and slow moving, slumberous yellow beige shapes. The helicopter circled the animals before heading in a north northeasterly direction, gently landing a mere kilometer away from the gaunt creatures. The rotors exhaled a small puff of dry snow into the crisp Arctic air. The soldiers acted quickly, jumping out to remove the boxes from the back, cautioning each other to hurry before the scent was caught. The lone armed guard in the cabin watched the inmate, who was still dozy from the carb coma of his last meal. The smell of iron got stronger in the cabin. Gusting through the open hatch as the soldiers threw open the passenger doors, guns in hand. The resident was prodded out. His rehabilitation training, carb loading, and moderate hypothermia made him more pliant. Shivering, the resident was led in a stumbling quick march toward a nearby hill. this cold even to the warmly dressed soldiers it seemed like a mile splintering from the group a cameraman broke off to plant a camera in the cold ground spreading out a small array of solar panels everyone was shivering now the cameraman had to reset another camera his shaking hands had dislodged get it right barked the commander this setup has to last all the way through the rehabilitation the cameraman nodded as he carefully wedged the tripod into the ground weighing down the legs with giant rocks. Sir, we better hurry. I can see movement to the south, cautioned the spotter. The inmate was jerked to a halt as the group stopped, ensuring their best sides were placed to the camera. Congratulations on making it to Rehabilitation Day, said the commanding officer, saluting to the inmate. You are now an integral part of recreating the balance of our world. Once your rehabilitation is over, your debt to society is paid in full the attending soldiers snapped a quick salute to the inmate, whose skin was now marbled blue with cold. Unlocking his handcuffs, the soldiers retreated to the helicopter, guns at the ready. Their hasty retreat to the helicopter was filmed by one of the cameramen, while the others shot close-ups of the resident, who was looking around at the uninhabited tundra and shaking disbelief. They all jumped back into the helicopter, leaving the resident behind. As the helicopter's rotors revved and lifted them up off the ground... One of the cameras captured the trickle of red as a soldier emptied the last bladder of blood into the air, showering the resident like a crimson tide. The other camera focused on his upturned face, then panned to the south. Over the knoll came the last of the polar bears, drawn by the scent of blood and immense hunger. Let's hope this rehabilitation works, said one of the scientists monitoring the live camera feed. After all, their rehabilitation is our rehabilitation. Her partner agreed. And there's plenty more where he came from. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The
0: Other Stories. Rehabilitation Day was written by Amanda Ellis, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Umcorps and Tom Robson and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Amanda Ellis is a writer of settler and indigenous descent. She's been published in the journals Valiant Scribe, Fiddles and Scribbles and Rabbit. You can find her on Twitter, get your pencils ready, at at AmandaE41007922. Once again, that's at AmandaE41007922. (laughs) <laughs> Justin Fife is an audio producer, amateur voice actor, podcast and video game lover You can follow him on Twitter at, at @justinb5. Did you know that not only do Hawk and Cleaver make podcasts but we also dabble in comic books If you head over to gumroad.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver you can pick up issues 1 and 2 of our crowdfunded comic book series about a luchador wrestler who wakes up and finds himself in a post-apocalyptic Mad Max style future It's called El Marvo, and in the story, the titular hero, El Marvo, has to start a revolution to fight the big bad dictator, Socrates. Lots of fun and lots of mayhem. You can grab those at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club, movie club and writing exercises over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can get help with your short stories and your podcasts by heading to theoverstories.net forward slash services. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver, and it's brought to you a Creative Commons, attribution, non commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. So, until next time.
2: Selling a little?